0: you're listening to arc radio podcast this program is brought to you by the islamic studies trust bismillahir <laughs> rahmanir rahim alhamdulillahir rabbil alamin sallallahu salim wa baraka ala sayidina muhammadin an nabiyil ummi al habib al ali al qadri al azim al jah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi haqa qadrihi wa al azim subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma 'allamtana innaka antal alim al hakim thumma amma ba'd we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Lord of the heavens and the earth, and we ask him to send his peace and blessings upon our master, Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu wa sallam, upon his blessed family, his loyal companions, and all of those who followed after with excellence up until the day of standing. Ameen, Ameen, Ameen. Thereafter, from amongst the virtues of Sayyidina Fatima radiallahu anha, is that uh, she was mentioned uh, uh, in 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 verses of the Quran al-Kareem when Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the daughter blessed daughters of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and likewise uh, from amongst the virtues of uh, sayyida Fatima radiallahu anha was that uh, the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said about her and her family he said ana harbun liman harabakum wa silmun salamakum i am war against those who wage war against you and i am um security for those who who build uh treaties of peace with you so this is an indication that the prophet that enmity towards uh, say the fatima and her family is something dangerous it's something which uh one will have to face the consequences uh, of it Not only against the family But against the Prophet Sallallahu Himself uh, The Prophet Sallallahu He said in a hadith In which Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala Said Hadith Qudsi Man um, li uh, Anybody who shows enmity Against any one of my friends Then I announce war Against that person and here in this hadith, the Prophet ﷺ is saying, I announce war against anybody who announces war, against Fatima anha and her household. And I announce peace uh, with those who, who create treaties of peace with, with the family of uh, Sayyidah Fatima anha. And likewise, the Prophet وسلم, labeled those who dislike Sayyidina Fatima and her blessed household uh, to be people of hypocrisy, people of nifaq. So which means a sign of iman, a sign of faith is to 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 have faith and and to have love for Sayyidina Fatima and her household and a sign of uh hypocrisy is to hate Sayyida Fatima and dislike her household. Uh, anha. <coughs> the Prophet wasallam prayed um, for Sayyidah Fatima and her children and he, he said, uh, Oh Allah, I seek your refuge for her and her children uh, from the rejected uh, shaitan. So... Uh, and the Prophet Sallallahu would make dua for Sayyida Fatima's children that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala protect them from the evil of the people of evil and, and from the evil eye and from envy and from all sorts of uh, evil. And from amongst the uh, virtues of Sayyida Fatima and her family in the afterlife is that on the, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi said, on the day of judgment, uh, people's relationships will be severed. Uh, and they will be cut off, uh, i.e. the relationships of uh, of kinship, of uh, um, the parents and children and spouses and so on. The Prophet ﷺ said, all of these relationships will be cut off on the Day of Judgment, except those who are related to me. I, on the Day of Judgment, everybody's relationships will be cut off. Except the family of the Prophet ﷺ, he said, even on the Day of Judgment, our relationship uh, through family bonds and through blood will not be cut off on the Day of Judgment. And this is a speciality only for the household of the Prophet ﷺ. But in another hadith, the Prophet ﷺ, he said to his blessed family, he said, On the Day of Judgment, when people come to me with their good actions, don't bring forth to me your lineage. Right. And now this is something um, we need to understand uh, correctly. Now for the Prophet ﷺ to address his family in this manner is fine. Because he's the Prophet and he's their father and he's their leader ﷺ. But for anybody else to repeat this uh, would be injustice. So what does that mean? The Prophet is saying to his family, don't come to me on the Day of Judgment with your (coughs) lineages whilst others come to me with their good actions. Right? i.e. this is not to say that their lineage will be of no use, but rather this is an encouragement for them to top up their lineage with good action also. So the Prophet is encouraging his noble family to do good actions. So how does he do it? One of the ways he does it is to say to them, Look, don't turn up on the Day of Judgment with your lineages, whilst others come to me with good actions, right? This is an encouragement from the Prophet ﷺ to his family. This doesn't mean in any way, form or shape, that if somebody says, I'm from the family of the Prophet ﷺ, we we turn around and say to them, Well, that's not going to benefit you on the Day of Judgment. That doesn't make a difference if you're from the Prophet's family or not. That's rude, right? That's rude. For the Prophet ﷺ to instruct his family in that way, that's fine because he's superior to them. But for anybody else from this ummah to say to the family of the Prophet ﷺ that your lineages will not help you, uh, that's very rude. And we have to be careful of what we say and how we address the f- blessed family of the Prophet ﷺ. The scholars have said that um, uh, respecting and honoring the noble household of the Prophet is in reality respecting and honoring the Prophet because you only show them this respect because of their grandfather sallallahu wa And it's always been the tradition of this ummah in the East and in the West to honor the blessed household of the Prophet. And from the great honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to the blessed household of the Prophet is that the Sayyida Fatima radiallahu anha and her children, even if they are Uh, poor, zakat is prohibited for them. Zakat is haram upon them. Why is that? Because the scholars have said zakat is the it purifies a person's wealth. So which means it's the impurity of a person's wealth that's been taken away to purify the rest of the wealth. You know like when people have cupping done uh, and it takes out the, the uh, extra blood or blood that's not good it takes it out of the body isn't it likewise when people pay zakat uh, they take out zakat from their wealth uh, it's as if the impure has been taken out and that purifies the rest of their wealth now that which is impure is not permissible for the prophet or his blessed family sallallahu alayhi wa because they are pure and only that which is pure is connected onto them and um the other reason that the scholars have mentioned of that uh, for that is, zakat is something which people have to pay whether they like it or not. It's a fard. It's not a voluntary donation that you put in uh, the bucket when you know it's uh, <laughs> on, on on Friday, on Jum'a. It's not a voluntary donation. It's a fard. It's an obligation that must be get, given to to certain categories of people. Now. That which is an obligation, whether somebody likes it or not, they, they, they have to bring it out. They have to pay it. right? And sometimes there might be people who pay their zakat but don't really want to pay it because if somebody's like a millionaire or a billionaire, their zakat is not going to be like 250 pounds. right? It's going to be a very large amount. And for those large amounts to, to pay them up, it becomes difficult for a person. Now, the scholars have said, That which comes from the difficulty of a person's heart is not something for the Prophet or his blessed family. Another example of this is the scholars have said to visit the Prophet in Madinatul Munawwarah when you perform Hajj is not a fard, is it? Right? It's not an obligation. But those who do that, they feel it's it's a point of loyalty to the Prophet. Do you get it? It's a point of loyalty to the Prophet. ﷺ. Now, why wasn't it made an obligation? It wasn't made an obligation so that those people who don't really want to visit the Prophet ﷺ don't have to turn up. Because only those who come with, wholeheartedly will come to see the Prophet. ﷺ, right? So, when Salman al Farisi came to the Prophet ﷺ and he presented something, the Prophet said, What's this? He said, This is zakat. This is a charity for you and your companions. The Prophet said, raise it for we don't take charity. The next day he bought something else and the Prophet said, what's this? He said, this is a gift for you and your companions. The Prophet said, spread it out. Let's take from it. Why? What's the difference between uh, um, a donation of charity and a gift? A gift you give wholeheartedly whenever you wish, right? Whereas zakat, you have to pay at a particular time and a particular amount. Is that clear? So zakat uh, is prohibited for the family of the Prophet ﷺ and the children of uh, Sayyidah Fatima. Uh, Sayyidah Fatima عنها, uh, would Defend the Prophet ﷺ in times of hardships, for example in Makkah al Mukarramah, but she would also look after the Prophet ﷺ when he was injured at the Battle of Uhud. At the time of Uhud, when the Prophet ﷺ was injured, it was Sayyidina Fatima who was nursing him and looking after him at that particular time. So she wasn't afraid of coming out in the most vicious and the most difficult uh, of battles to defend. And look after the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu wa wasallam. And Imam Ahmad radiyallahu narrates that on the day of judgment, uh, when all of mankind has been collected together, uh, an announcement will be made that all of mankind should lower their gaze for Fatima, the daughter of Muhammad, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, is to pass. Right in honor of the Blessed Daughter of the Prophet Now the scholars have said that the Day of Judgment is a day when Allah will say, mulkul yawm To whom does the day belong? And then Allah will reply and say, لِلَّهِ wahidil qahar." It belongs to Allah, the One and the, the Overcomer. And on that day, nobody will be given permission to speak. Nobody will be allowed to speak except those who are granted permission from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. صوابة, and they speak the truth. Right? And it'll be a day when the sun is right above the heads and people will be sweating right? profusely. profusely. Uh, The Prophet ﷺ said some will be uh, drenched in their sweat up until their ankles, uh, others to their knees, others to their waist, some to their um, uh, shoulders and others will be totally drenched in their sweat from head to toe. So it's a severe day and uh, Imam Muslim ﷺ narrates that that day people will be running from one prophet to another. They'll go to Adam alayhi and they'll say, uh, speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you Abu bashar you, you're the father of mankind, speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask him to begin the reckoning, the, just the hisab. He'll say, go and find somebody else, I can't help you today. They'll go to Nuh alayhi and he'll say the same, Ibrahim alayhi Musa alayhi They'll go from one prophet to the other, one prophet to the other, uh, trying to find somebody who's going to speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all of the prophets will say we're not speaking today until they reach Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam and he will direct them and say izhabu ila Muhammad go to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and everybody will go to the prophet sallallahu and he will say ana laha ana laha on this day I will intercede for you and I will speak up for you the scholars have said um, the day of judgment Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will gather all of mankind just to show them the greatness of the prophet sallallahu in the sight of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and where will that greatness manifest that he'll be the only one who speaks to allah on that day to ask him to begin the reckoning and he'll be the one who he'll be the only one who prostrates before allah's throne and allah will say to him ya muhammadu irfa'a ra'sak O muhammad sallallahu raise your blessed head uh, سَلْ تُعْطَى وَشْفَعْ تُشَفَّعْ وَقُلْ يُسْمَعْ لِقَوْلِكَ Ask and you will be gifted, granted. Uh, intercede and it will be accepted. And speak and you will be heard. And the Prophet will ask for, for, for the saviour of his ummah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant him a portion of his ummah and he will prostrate again. And then again Allah will ask him to raise his noble head. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him the same choices again. And the prophet will repeat his plea of his ummah until his entire ummah is forgiven on that day and uh, the scholars have said on the day of judgment other than the prophet his blessed family i.e Sayyidina Fatima and her children and Sayyidina Ali uh, will also be granted intercession to intercede for the believing people on the Day of Judgment. And they will do this in supporting and aiding and assisting the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu uh, Alaihi This is why the scholars have said, it's very important for us to familiarize ourselves with these great people from the blessed household of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi and uh, recognize them and know them. And pray for them. One of our teachers, Sheikh Ismail Zabibi, used to say, Never miss out after the names of the companions and the noble household, for perhaps on that day when you're in serious need, one of them walks past you and recognizes you and says, You prayed for me, I'm going to take you with me. Right? So, recognizing these great people will be a means of them recognizing us on the day of judgment. So, it's very important that we, we know. Uh, these great people of Islam, and uh, we save that treasure for the day when we're in serious need, when it actually matters uh, uh, to find somebody who's going to help us. And it's these great people from the blessed household of the Prophet ﷺ who will indeed be able to assist us and and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, uh, make a plea for us before the Messenger of Allah وسلم, because that day is going to be a very severe day and an intense day. The Prophet said, it's going to be such an intense day that I'll be standing at the scale when 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 the deeds of my ummah are being uh, weighed and I'll be standing there watching uh, the de- their deeds being uh, weighed. And when I see... Uh, uh, w- w- when I see the, the the bad deeds of any one of my people uh, outweigh the good deeds then I will take out a piece of paper from my pocket and place it on the good deeds and that will uh, become heavier and the Prophet wasallam said that will be the testification of this person's faith in Allah and in me that I will save for that person till the day of judgment the Prophet wasallam said if you don't find me at the scale then you will find me uh, at the bridge which is thinner than the thinnest hair and sharper than the sharpest blade and i will be praying to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whilst my ummah uh, travels across and i will be saying rabbi sallim ummati oh allah save my ummah save my ummah he said and if you don't find me there then you will find me at al-kauzar uh, at the pond where i'll be giving water to the people of my ummah and assisting me will be my family and my companions and the righteous uh, of this ummah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wa So uh, the Sahaba radiallahu anhum and the Ahlul Bayt on the Day of Judgment, they will have a very special shafa'ah, a very special intercession with which they will intercede for the people of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi And this is from the virtues and the qualities of uh, Sayyida Fatima radiallahu uh, Anha. Sayyida Fatima radiallahu anha was also mentioned by context uh, in the verse of Mubahala when when the Prophet sallallahu was instructed to call out uh, to to the people to come out and um, curse those who who are, who are who are lying. So Allah subhanahu wa taala said, Qul ta'alu, نَدْعُوا أَبْنَاءَنَا وَأَبْنَاءَكُمْ وَأَنفُسَنَا وَأَنفُسَكُمْ وَنِسَاءَنَا وَنِسَاءَكُمْ الله subhanahu wa ta'ala said uh, say to, to the Prophet shallallahu alayhi wa say uh, let's call uh, our children and your children and ourselves and yourselves and our women and your women and call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he may send the curse upon those who lie and here uh, the children of the Prophet ﷺ is referring to the children of Sayyidah Fatima عنها, And the women of the Prophet ﷺ is referring to his blessed daughters and his blessed uh, wives رضي الله عنهن uh, And in Surah Al-Ahzab, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes reference of Sayyidah Fatima رضي الله عنها, when he speaks about the verses of Hijab. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, uh, لي, uh, says to the Prophet ﷺ, uh, say to, to your wives and to your daughters, right? And uh, so this includes all of his daughters, but in particular Sayyidina Fatima radiallahu anha, because she was the only one who survived out of all of her sisters, right? Um, so Sayyida Fatima radiallahu anha, her position with the Prophet sallallahu and her love uh, and her position amongst the Sahaba radiallahu anhum was extremely high and extremely great. And uh, after the Prophet وسلم, passed on from this world, Sayyidina Fatima عنها, uh, wanted to know about her inheritance from the Prophet. So Sayyidina Abu Bakr عنه, made an announcement that the Prophet وسلم, had declared that none of the Prophets uh, leave behind anything that can be inherited from them. If they leave behind anything, uh, it's sadaqah, it's to charity. He said, sadaqah. anything we leave behind is sadaqah. Uh, Sayyidina Fatima radiyallahu anha said to Sayyidina Ali, radiyallahu anha, Sayyidina Abu Bakr, he said, O oh Abu Bakr, if you die, who will inherit from you? Sayyidina Abu Bakr said, My children. And Sayyidina Fatima said, Why is it that I don't inherit from my father? And Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiyallahu anha said to her, Because I heard the Messenger of Allah sallallahu wasallam, say, نَحْنُ الْأَنْبِيَاءَ لَا وَلَا We, the prophets, we don't inherit from anybody and nor does anybody inherit from us. Anything that we leave behind is for charity. إِنَّمَا But rather we uh, inherit knowledge. Anybody who takes a portion of that knowledge has indeed taken a great portion. So, uh, the Prophet ﷺ, what he left behind for Sayyida Fatima and her children was better than uh, was better than that which anybody could ever leave behind uh, f- for their children. When people uh, grow old, they think of what they're going to leave behind for their children, right? Uh, which will bring happiness and joy to their children, knowing that their parents left them something behind. So their parents try to leave them something precious that will benefit them uh, in their lives to come. But they couldn't have been anything more precious than that which the Prophet ﷺ left for his noble family. And what was that? That was knowledge. Uh, Like Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anha, he was asked, did the Prophet ﷺ uh, give you, i.e. the family of the Prophet ﷺ, uh, any particular knowledge uh, that wasn't given to anybody else. The Prophet uh, Sayyidina Ali said, "We weren't given anything in particular, but it's the understanding of the Ahlul Bayt, i.e., um, when you hail from the family of the Prophet وسلم, when you have his blood and flesh, when you have his life uh, in your mind to such an uh, uh, in such a way." Uh, that you see him day and night and you live with him, then your understanding of the Qur'an and your understanding of the religion will be molded through that. And without a doubt, that will have an effect and impact of making your understanding greater than anybody else. And perhaps it's for this reason also that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam coupled between the Qur'an and the blessed family of the Prophet Sallallahu He done it in many hadith. Uh, one of them was that which we mentioned, that the Prophet Sallallahu said, I'm leaving behind the book of Allah and my family. Right, because both go hand in hand. Uh, it's as if the family of the Prophet Sallallahu is a reflection of the book, and the book is an indication of the virtues and the greatness of the family. And a beautiful hadith uh, in which the Prophet sallallahu instructed parents, he said, علموا أولادكم ثلاث خصال He said, teach your children three qualities. Teach your children three qualities. Number one, the love of your Prophet. Teach them how to love your Prophet. بيته, and teach them how to love his noble household. القرآن, and the recitation of the Quran. Do we notice here that the recitation of the Quran comes after the first two? And that is knowing how to love the Prophet وسلم, and knowing how to love his family and then reciting the Quran. Because when we uh, recite the Quran with love of Allah and his messenger and the noble household of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, it will open up secrets and meanings uh, uh, of, of the message of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that was understood by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and his blessed family, right? And uh, this hadith is a, a very important hadith. Uh, the scholars have said that the Quran al karim has many characters and many people that it speaks about. And the first word that Allah revealed to us was iqra, read. Right? And the scholars have said it's as if Allah is saying, read what we deliver to you concerning the great character of the great people, and read concerning what we deliver to you uh, concerning the, the, the corruption of the corrupt, so that you can adopt the way of the great and keep away from the corruption of the evil, right? So when we teach our young ones and our children uh, the uh, uh, love of the Prophet and about his blessed life and his noble uh, family and his children, this will create attachment into their hearts with the Prophet and with his household. One of the children of the Sahaba who didn't see the Prophet he was a tabi'i. He knew of the description of the Prophet Sallallahu battles, the wars and the expeditions that he went out to, with such detail uh, that one day he narrated uh, a battle to one of the companions who attended that particular battle. And that companion said, he said, By Allah, I attended that battle, but I wouldn't be able to describe it the way you described it. How was he able to describe it so well? It was because the, the children of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum say, كانوا كما سورا Our parents used to teach us uh, about the life of the Prophet ﷺ and his travels and his expeditions and the wars that he attended with such detail. The way that they would teach us verses of the Quran, right? Why? Because the Quran, because the life of the Prophet ﷺ is an absolute reflection of the Qur'an al-Kareem, like Sayyida Aisha radiyallahu Anha said, Kana his character was the Qur'an, he was the walking, talking Qur'an, sallallahu So if he is a total embodiment of the Qur'an al-Kareem, then you can imagine what was being poured into the heart of Sayyida Fatima radiyallahu Anha was only the Qur'an, right? Remember the hadith when Sayyidina Ali came and he said, I want to name my son Harb, war, why? Because he was a courageous man, he was a brave man, he was a tough guy. And he wanted that to come into his children. Now imagine what the Prophet ﷺ had within his blessed heart and how he imparted that into Sayyidah Fatima رضي الله عنها. So the way the Prophet was an embodiment of the Qur'an, we can also say Sayyida Fatima رضي الله عنها was also an embodiment of the Qur'an because she was uh, she was a vessel in which the, the light of the Qur'an was being poured into by the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi himself. And, um, and Imam Suyuti radiallahu anhi said, He said, uh, pour love of the Qur'an into the hearts of your children before uh, attachments of the world corrupt their hearts. Now, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi didn't have any worldly attachments. He had no worldly attachment whatsoever which means that what was, being, what was going into the heart of Sayyidah Fatima anha was only the Quran and matters of the afterlife. That's it, right? Uh, Imam al-Ghazali says that it's, sometime, it's oftentimes that parents corrupt their children themselves by opening up the luxuries of the world, the colors, the textures, the flavors of this world uh, and presenting them uh, to their children with such abundance that the hearts of their children become fond of that and attached to that such that they don't know how to become abstinent from the dunya they don't know how to become abstinent and keep away from things so especially nowadays, as soon as kids say I want this, it's there right? it's, it's bought right? even if the shops are, are closed, it comes online right? now we have 24 hours of shopping day and night. So if that's the case that uh, parents can corrupt the hearts of their children by uh, uh, making their hearts fond of the dunya and attachments of the dunya, just imagine the Prophet didn't have any of that in his blessed heart. So what was going into the heart of Sayyida Fatima was just absolutely, uh, it was the absolute purity of the Quran. So we can just imagined through that how great of her how great of a rank that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed her with in that her parents were the greatest of people her children were the leaders of Jannah her husband was the first of people to enter into Islam and all of the other virtues that we have mentioned uh, about Sayyida Fatima radiyallahu anha, we ask Allah subhanahu wa taala that He allows us her intercession on the day of standing, and allows us to follow in her character in this world. Wassalamu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahirobbilalamin.